Buenos días, Orchard. Come on, you can do it better. Buenos días. Okay, as, as we see last week, Pastor Doug is not here again, but he's working. Don't worry about that. He's working. He's visiting some churches because we support another church planters here in this area in Colorado. So he's, he's going and he's coaching them, and he's doing a very good job with other church planters. So I am here again. Okay? They, thank you, thank you. They gave me another chance, so let's see if I can get it right this time. Okay, uh, I have to sign a contract every, every Monday, so if I get it right on Sunday, they give me another week. So, are you ready guys for the uh, Spanish word this, this Sunday? Okay, the Spanish word for today is this one. There you go, you know it, Chihuahua, right? And I know, maybe you are saying, that's not a, that's not a new word. We know what it means. I mean, Chihuahua, it's in the state of Mexico, right? And you are right. It's in the state of Mexico. Uh, maybe you are saying, no, Chihuahua is a little dog, a little Mexican dog, right? You are right again. It's a dog too. But maybe the thing that you don't know is that Chihuahua is an expression that we use in Mexico. When things are, no, are not going very good, we always say, Chihuahua, Chihuahua, you know? And, and you have to say it like with emotion, like Chihuahua. Uh, w- when you are sad, you can say, ah, oh, Chihuahua. When you are angry, you can say, Chihuahua, okay? Everybody say it. Chihuahua. Marcial is preaching again. Chihuahua. Thank you, guys. Thank you very much. Pastor Doug is not here. Chihuahua. So when you feel that your emotions are taking control of you, you can say Chihuahua. And we're going to talk about that today. We're in this series called Samson. And, 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 and we're going to see how emotions took Samson down. Last week, we learned that Samson uh, had a very... Like a, he was like super, super, super strong, right? We saw that. But we saw too that Samson has a dangerous, weak will. And we saw three attitudes in Samson last week. He always, say, uh, he always said, I want it. I. Come on, guys. I want it. I deserve it. I can handle it, okay? So today, today we're going to see how emotions take strong people down. And you have this in your notes. Let's see what you have in your notes there. It says, Samson was emotion-driven, not spirit-led. Samson was emotion-driven, not spirit-led. And let me tell you something. We like to think, as a man, we like to think that just women are emotional. Right? But you know what? The truth is that we are emotional too. Everybody, the whole world, we, every, we are emotional. When women are emotional, they talk and talk and talk and cry and talk again, right? We, as a man, when we are emotional, we act. We like to act. We, 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 we took action. We take action. For example, I am watching TV, right? And I am sitting in my living room, and I am watching TV, 
and I changing the channels, you know, as we do always, changing the channels, and then the battery stops working. And I say, chihuahuas, chihuahua, right? Now, my brain tells me, Marcial, you should change the batteries, because that's how I listen to my brain. He speaks English sometimes. Marcial, <laughs> you should change batteries. But my emotion says, just hit it. Just hit it. And I'm like a monkey, <clears throat> hitting the control, right? I remember when I used to date Jana, my wife, uh, I used to practice uh, boxing. And I love boxing. And I was there and I told my wife, you know what? You should come with me and, and maybe start training with me. And she was like, you know what? That, that sounds fun, yeah? I, I'm going to start doing that. So she came with me one day. And I was like, oh, yes, this is my opportunity to show off, you know. This is my opportunity to show her my moves, you know, how good I am hitting the back, you know. And then that was the day the coach decided to start sparring. <laughs> and I was like, oh, great, chihuahua. <laughs> ah. So I was there. And the coach came to me and told me, Marcial, today you are not fighting the back. Today you're going to fight El Pato. <laughs> that sounds terrible, right? <laughs> and it was terrible. I mean, he was, today you're going to fight El Pato. And let me tell you something, it's just terrible in Spanish. Because in English it's the duck. <laughs> right? But I was like, oh no. And, and this guy, he was a super strong guy. He was like in steroids, you know, like he was strong. And I was like, yeah, Jan is here. I have to do it. So I got this. I put my gloves on. I was like, okay, come on, let's do this. Three seconds, boom, I was down. <laughs> I was down. My brain told me, stay down. Stay down. My emotions told me, get up. Jana is there. Jana is watching you. Get up. So I got up. I was like, okay, let's do this. Boom. Three seconds. I was down again. My brain told me, stay there. My emotions told me, get up. I could hear Mickey's voice from Rocky. You remember? Get up. And you know the rest of the line, right? I'm not going to say it here. Because Jana loves you. So, something like that. So I get up, and I know some people always, we like to say something like, just, just listen to your heart. Just follow your heart, right? But you know what? God never said that. Wait, no, we are in the wrong series right here. No, uh, no, for real, God never said that. And the Bible says something totally different. Here's what the Bible says in, in Jeremiah, Jeremiah chapter 17. It says, the human heart is the most deceitful of, of all things. And desperately what? Wicked. What is wicked? The human heart. So the next time somebody tells you, I love you with all my heart. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. No. Uh, desperately wicked. Who really knows how bad it is? So when we are in the middle of difficult situations, we have two options. 
We can wait, pray, and listen to the voice of God. Or we can let our emotions take in control of us. And you know what? That was exactly what happened with Samson. That was exactly what happened with Samson. So you remember last week. Last week, Samson was very happy. He was getting married. He was preparing everything for his wedding. He, he was like uh, preparing everything for the party. And right now, he's having a big party and he's hanging out with 30 Philistines men. And then suddenly, in the middle of the party, Samson had an amazing idea. He was like, hey guys, let's play a game. I have a riddle for you. So let's see what happened in Judges chapter 14. Judges chapter 14, verse 11. And he says, and you have this in your screen, or just look at your Bible, and it says, When the bride's parents saw him, they selected 30 young men from the town to be his companions. Samson said to them, Let me tell you a riddle. If you solve my riddle during these seven days of the celebration, that was a big party, seven days of party, uh, I will give you 30 fine linen robes and 30 sets of festive clothing. But if you can't solve it, then you must give me 30 fine linen robes and 30 sets of festive clothing. I don't know why Samson wanted 30 sets of festive clothing. Maybe he was putting in a store or something. I don't know. And then he says, but if you, uh, and he says, all right, they agreed. Let's hear your riddle. So he said, out of the one who eats came something sweet, came something to eat. Out of the strong came something sweet. So you remember last week, last week we saw Samson killing a lion. You remember that? He killed a lion and then he came back to the lion and he found a honeycomb inside the lion. So he's telling this story in the riddle. So as he said, out of the one who eats came something to eat. Out of the strong came something sweet. Three days later, they were still trying to figure out. On the fourth day, they said to Samson's wife, Entice your husband to explain the riddle for us, or we will burn down your father's house with you in it. Did you invite us to this party just to make us poor? So Samson's wife came to him in tears and said, You don't love me. You hate me. You know what I'm saying, right? Yeah? Okay. And then uh, he says, you have given my people a riddle, but you haven't told me the answer. I have even given the answer to my father or mother. He replied, why should I tell you? So she cried whenever she was with him and kept it up for the rest of the celebration. She was crying seven days. Can you imagine this? She was crying at last on the seventh day. He told her the answer because she was tormenting him with her nagging. I have been there. I have been there. Then, then she explained the riddle to the young man. So before sunset of the seventh day, the men of the town came to Samson with their answer. What is sweeter than honey? What is stronger than a lion? And then Samson gets angry. He gets furious. And he said, Samson replied, If you hadn't plowed with my heifer, oh my gosh, <laughs> if you hadn't plowed with my heifer, you wouldn't have 
sold my reel. Now, let me explain this, please. <sighs> I know that my English is not very good, right? And honestly, I did not understand these words at the beginning. But it means what it means. <laughs> and I was doing this passage, these patches again and again, and I know, I mean, this phrase, plowed with my heifer, doesn't sound very good. <laughs> and it's not very good. So I, after hours doing this passage, I learned two things. Nobody can plow with my wife. <laughs> and number two, never, never call your wife a heifer. Okay? <laughs> So, uh, understood? All right. So, right after this, right after this, we're going to see two specific emotions in Samson. Okay? We're going to see two emotions that take strong people down. And emotion number one is this one. Samson burned with anger. After the people uh, figured out the riddle, he burned in anger. So, let's see what happened right after this in Judges chapter 14. Verse 19, and it says, Then the Spirit of the Lord came powerfully upon him. He went down to the town of Ascalon, killed 30 men, so he can pay the bet. Killed 30 men, took their belongings, and gave the clothing to the men who had solved his riddle. But Samson was what? Furious. But Samson was furious about what had happened. And he went back home to live with his father and mother. Now, check this out. This, this, this is getting better and better. It says, so his wife was given in marriage to the man who had been Samson's best man at the wedding. What? Wait, what, what happened? Yes. The father of the bride, he said, you know what? I have everything ready. I have the party. I have the people, I bought the dress, I have everything ready. I'm going to have this wedding. Samson is very busy killing 30 men. I'm going to have this wedding. So uh, the father just gave uh, the groomsmen his daughter. And that's why, listen to this, this is very important. That's why all the groomsmen dress alike. So if everything happens, you just switch them, you know? This is like the first mention in the Bible about this story. So right after that, Samson decided, like, I don't know how many weeks, but right after that, Samson decided to go back. And he was like, okay, I'm going to have my wedding. So he came back, and he was already in a very bad mood, right? He was already, like, super angry. So he came back, and now he found his wife with another man. So he gets super angry. He gets more furious. And now he decides to burn all the grain fields of the Philistines. And the thing gets crazy. Let's see what happened after that. Verse 15, uh, chapter 15, verse 6, it says, The Philistines, who did this? Who burned the fields? Who did this? The Philistines demanded. Samson, what's the reply? Because his father-in-law from Timna gave Samson's wife to be married to his best man. Now, check, that, check out what happened. So the Philistines went and got the woman and her father and burned them to death. Wow. Wow. Anger cost too much to Samson. And not just him, but those 
he loved. His wife, her father, they were killed and they were burned. Why? That was the result of Samson's anger. And you know what? That's the story of many of us. Anger, for many of us, anger is our negative default emotion. When we feel embarrassment, what happens? We get angry, right? When we feel hurt, what happened? We feel angry. That happened with my wife all the time. <laughs> I mean, she likes to, to walk around the house barefoot, you know? And then she kicks my shoes. Boom! Oh, no. And she gets mad. And she gets super angry. She's like, Martial! Chihuahuas! And she just throw my shoes away. So please pray for my wife. Pray for my wife. Pray for me so I can get my shoes in the closet. But, I mean, that's the result sometimes when we get angry. When things are not going as we want, we get angry. And then we start, like, posting hateful stuff on Facebook, right? When we get angry... We explode at our kids, right? <laughs> I think the first message I said, we explode our kids. No, we don't explode our kids. We, when we get angry, we explode at our kids. When we get angry, we explode with, with our wife, and we start fighting with each other. And, and sometimes we get angry with everybody. We are angry with the whole world. But check this out. Why... Was Samson so angry? Why was Samson so angry? He was the one who went to the enemy territory. Remember last week? He was the one who went after the wrong girl. He was the one who decided to marry her. He was the one who ignored his parents' advice. He was the one that wanted to play a game with the enemies. He was the, one, he was the only one who knew the answer to the riddle. He was the one who gave the answer away. He was the one who left his bride in the altar to go and kill 30 men. He was the one who burned all the grain fields. And he was mad with everybody. He was angry at the world. But the truth is this one. All this mess was his own fault. And you know what? Sometimes we are like that. We are angry with everybody. We are angry with the world. And, and, and sometimes we like to say stuff like, I hate my job. I hate my stupid job. I hate my boss. Uh, Doc, not me. Not me. This is just an example. Okay? This is just an example. I'm not angry with my job. I'm not angry with my boss. But sometimes we act like that. I hate this job. And maybe the truth is like, you just are angry with yourself. We are just mad at yourself because you didn't finish your college. Or maybe you are mad with yourself because you choose a, a, a job that you think is not good enough for you. Maybe you said something like, my, my wife won't meet, won't meet my physical needs. You know, my wife is not meeting my physical needs. And the truth is like, you are not meeting her, her emotional needs in months. And we get angry. And we are angry with the world. And the truth is this one. We are where we are because we take unwise decisions. And we are just blaming others. And we are just blaming God sometimes. Are you guys with me? 
And you know what? Sometimes we just need to be honest. We just need to be humble ourselves and say, you know what? I'm sorry. I am sorry. This is the result of my unwise decisions. I am sorry. This is my fault. Guys, anger. Anger takes strong people down. And it costs Samson too much. And it can cost us too. So second, second uh, thing, second emotion. Samson was filled with pride. Samson was filled with pride. Let's go and see what happened in Judges chapter 15. And by then, Samson is captured by the Philistines in, in this chapter, chapter 15, verse 14. And he says, he says this, uh, As Samson arrived at Lehi, the Philistines came shouting in triumph, but the Spirit of the Lord, say it with me, but the what? The Spirit of the Lord. But the Spirit of the Lord came powerful upon Samson. And he snapped the ropes on his arms as if they were burned strands of flax. And they fell from his wrist. Then he found a jawbone of a recently killed donkey. He picked it up and killed how many? A thousand. He killed a thousand Philistines with it. Then Samson said this. With the javon of a donkey, I, with the javon of a donkey, I pile them in heaps. With the javon of a donkey, I kill a thousand men. What? Samson, really? Was it you? Or was the Lord through you? Because my Bible says that the Spirit of the Lord came upon you. Who was it? Was it you or was the Lord? But you know what? He, he, want, he, wanted to be, he, he wanted to prove himself. He didn't want to receive help from anybody, including God. He wanted to be the main character of the story. He was filled with pride. And we need to remember this. We need to remember this every day. God is the main character of the story. Jesus Christ is the main character of the Bible. God has to be the main character in our lives. You can see this through all the Bible. There's a lot of examples of that. You remember when Moses, when Moses opened the Red Sea, what happened? Let's see what happened in Exodus. Exodus chapter 14, it says, Pick up your staff and raise your hand over the sea. Divide the water so the Israelites can walk through the middle of the sea and dry ground. When my glory is displayed through them, all Egypt will see my glory and know that Moses is God. Is that what he says? No. And they know that I am the Lord. Who was the main character in this story? Moses or God? God. When the Israelites, when they crossed the Jordan River, what happened in, in Joshua chapter 4? It says, For the Lord your God dried up the river right before your eyes, and he kept it dry until you were all across. He did so all the nations, all, all the air, might know that Joshua's hand is powerful. Is that what it says? No. So they know that the Lord's hand is powerful, and so you might fear the Lord your God forever. Who is the main character in this story? Joshua or God? God. You remember the famous story about David and Goliath, right? First Samuel chapter 17, it says, David replied to the Philistine, You come to me with sword, spur, and javelin, but I come to you in my own name. 
Is that what he says? No. I come to you in the name of the Lord of heaven's army. Today I will conquer you. Is that what he says? No. Today the Lord will conquer you. And the whole world will know that there is a God in Israel. And everyone assembled here will know that the Lord rescues his people. But no with sword and spear. This is my battle. No. At the end, David says, this is the Lord's battle and he will give you to us. God always is the main character of the story. Always. And he has to be, and he has to be the main character in our own lives. We need to remember that. It's not about me. It's not about me. It's about God. And you know what? God is the main character in my life. I used to live like Samson. I was angry with everybody. I was blaming everybody. I was blaming my, my parents about my addiction to cocaine. I was blaming my friends. And you know what? One day, one day, 15 years ago, I was dying in my grandma's bathroom of an overdose. And let me tell you something. If I am here today, I am here today it's just because God gave me his grace and I remember that day when I was dying I remember that day so clear like it happened yesterday and let me tell you something I need to I need to remember that day every day I need to remember that I was dying. I was in the floor. I need to remember that day every day so I can recognize that God is the main character in the story, in my story. If I am here today, if I am preaching to you today, it's not because I am very spiritual. It's not because I am very special. It's not because I am a very good communicator. No, I could be dead by now. But God, but God gave me his grace. God gave me his mercy. God gave me another chance. And he is the main character of my story. And you know what? He has to be. He has to be the main character in our story. And sometimes, sometimes God let us go through very hard times. Sometimes, sometimes God let us go through difficult times. So can realize that we need him. So, so we can realize that he is the main character in the story. So we can realize and pray to God and say, God, I am not that strong. God, I am not that special. You are God. You are the main character of my story. And you know what? Believe it or not, that happened with Samson. That was exactly what happened with Samson. After he killed a thousand men, he was tired. He was weak. He was dying. And he cried out to the Lord. And let's see what happened in chapter 15, verse 17. And he says, when he finished his boasting, he threw away the job on and the place was named Jabon Hill. Samson was now very what? Thirsty. He was tired. He was weak. He was dying. Samson was now very thirsty. And he cried out to the Lord. You have accomplished. Now he knows. 
Now he can admit that. It wasn't me. It was you, God. And, and, and he said, and you have accomplished this great victory by the strength of your servant. Must I now die of thirst and fall into the hands of these pagans? And I love verse 19. Because right here is where God showed his grace and his love to Samson. And God, so God caused water to gush out of a hollow in the ground at Lehi. And Samson was what? Revived. And Samson was revived as he drank. At the end, Samson recognized his need for God. At the end, he said, God, I am not that strong. God, I'm dying. God, I need you. And the good news is God heard his prayer. And God gave him the water. That water that only God can give us. That water that satisfies all our needs. And this story, this Samson story, this part of the story reminds me to Jesus Christ. When he was talking with the Samaritan woman. You remember that? In John chapter 4, Jesus said this. Jesus replied, Anyone who drinks the water, anyone who drinks this water, the regular water, anyone who drinks this water will soon become thirsty again. But those who what? But those who drink the water I give, those who drink the water I give will never be thirsty again. What are you going to do today? Stop drinking the regular water. Stop drinking the water of your emotions. Stop drinking the water of your anger. Stop drinking the water of your pride. And start drinking the water that God wants to give you. You know what? Many of us, we, we look at something that we have done. And maybe, and maybe you think there's no recovery from that. There's no recovery from, from what I have done. I could never rebuild trust. My kids, they will never saw me the same again. You don't know what I have done. Let me tell you something. If that's you today, if that's you right now, I have very good news for you. And the, and the news are this one. You are in need. You are in need. And if you will acknowledge your need before my great and loving God, this could be the best day of your life. You have this in your notes. And check this out. If you let your deepest needs drive you to God, God will meet your deepest needs. I need God. I need God every day. I'm not that strong. I am not that strong. I am not that special. You know how long I have to study this message because English is not my first language. And every time that I preach, I have to recognize, God, I can't. I can do this. But you can. Because I can do all things through Jesus Christ. I need God 
And I need to admit this. Maybe you, you see me here and, and you see me very happy and you see me telling jokes and everything. But you know what? I, I struggle with this. I struggle with anger. And I don't want to be like that. I want to be like Jesus Christ. I mean, that's the point, right? We are Christians. And Christians means followers of Jesus Christ. I don't want to be like this. I want to be like Jesus Christ. I don't want to be emotion driven. I want to be led by His Holy Spirit. I need God. You need God. Everybody needs God. What are you going to do today? Are you going to be led by your emotions? Or are you going to let the Holy Spirit to lead you? Let's pray. God, thank you so much for this day. Thank you so much for your work, God. We don't want to be led by our emotions. We don't want to be led by anger or pride. We want to be led by you. We want to be led by your Holy Spirit. Maybe today, many of you will realize, you know what? I am emotion-driven. And I want to be led by the Holy Spirit. I am driven by emotion. I, want, I, I am driven by anger. I am driven by pride. And I want to confess that before God. I need God. I need you, God. I need your help. I want to be different. I want to be led by your Holy Spirit. I want to live to honor you. I want God to be the main character in my life. If that's you today, I just want to pray for you. Just raise your hand. Just raise your hand. I just want to pray for you. I see hands everywhere, and my hand is with yours because I need this in my life. Let me pray for you. God, I pray for these people who are making decisions today. God, we just confess our sins to you, our anger and our pride. And God, we ask that you would forgive us. And by faith, we put those emotions in your altar. God, we ask that your Holy Spirit would be our guide and we can make wise decisions. With heads down and eyes closed, maybe you are here for the very first time. And maybe you said something like, you, you don't know my life. I have messed up very bad. I have done so many things wrong. Let me tell you the truth. We all have. We all have. Every single one of us. We all have sinned against a holy God. But you know what? These are the good news. God's love, God loves you so much. And He sent His only Son, Jesus Christ... And he died for your sins. And he rose again on the third day. And the Bible says that anyone, anyone who calls on the name of the Lord would be saved. If that's you this morning, just call on Jesus. Just pray to Jesus. I can help you with the words. And, and, it's, and it goes like this. Just pray to him and it goes like this. God, please save me from my sins. I am in need. I need you, God. God, I believe that Jesus died for me. I believe that Jesus rose again so I could live for you. God, please fill me with your Holy Spirit so I could serve you with the rest of my life. God, give me your power. Give me your, give me your grace. 
and give me your mercy. Thank you for my new life. With, with eyes closed and heads bowed, I just want to ask, if you just pray this prayer for the very first time, I just want to pray for you. If you just pray this prayer for the very first time, just raise your hand. I just want to pray for you. Anyone? Anyone pray this prayer for the very first time? Okay, I see your hand. I see your hand over there. Anyone else? Let me, let me pray for you guys. God, thank you for these people who have just made a decision for your son, Jesus Christ. God, please help them to grow spiritually and help us as a church to guide them through this new way. In Jesus' name, we are praying. Amen. Amen. God bless you guys. Amen. Amen. Pastor Marcial and the entire Orchard Latino team do a great job every Sunday at 1230 in our ministry center. So if, if you have Spanish-speaking friends, neighbors, relatives, please refer them over to Orchard Latino. They do a fantastic job helping people find and follow Jesus. So Marcial did great. He's great in English. He's even better in Spanish, I hear. So send him over there. Uh, if, you are, if you made that decision today and, and decided that you wanted to say yes to Christ, that's the biggest decision you could ever make. And you may, you may be wondering, okay, what's next? Well, the one simple thing that you can do is take that, new, that connection card out of your newsletter and just mark down that you accepted Christ today. Put your name and your mailing address, and two things are going to happen when you drop that into the offering bucket. Number one, we're going to have a chance to pray for you by name that you would uh, continue to walk in that newfound walk with Jesus Christ, but also we'll send you a booklet called Seven Steps to Joy that will help you in that newfound walk. So please go ahead and drop that in the offering bucket, just your name, your, your mailing address, and mark that you made a decision for Christ. If you're a first-time guest with us today here at Orchard, uh, we don't, I hope you filled out that connection card as well with your name, your mailing address, because we have a free gift for you as well. And uh, for every first-time guest visitor card that we receive in the offering bucket, we donate this month $5 to Life Choices Pregnancy Center. So please make sure you fill that out, send that in to help support a great charity that does great work. Well, please stand with us as we close in a uh, song of worship, and we worship with our giving of tithes and offerings, because we are a church that wants to act our wage by giving first, saving second, and living on the rest. Hey, be sure to join us next week as, as we continue our series in Samson. But until then, God bless you. We love you, Orchard Church.